This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 306 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Bimita Equine, Total Saddle Fit, and Equisketch. On today's show, Betsy LaBelle joins us with an extensive Total Saddle Fit Las Vegas World Cup preview, and we hear all about the 2015 Thoroughbred Makeover with Julie Hall. Reese Coppler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Fergus, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. With our wonderful producer, Glenn, who's decided to join us. Yeah, I got over Hi. being yeah. sick and yeah. thought I'd show up tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we so love it. If we it. do too many shows on our own, we get disorganized, <laughs> and then we just start doing our own thing, and then we, it goes off the rails. Yeah, and then we get into little trouble because we don't do the notes, and oh, boy. Well, next week, I'm going to be by myself. You I, guys are going to be out there drinking and partying and acting like you're going to watch dressage in Las Vegas, and <laughs> and we all know that you probably won't see any tests at all. You'll be over <laughs> oh, no, there having no, a wild time. You won't be able to get Philip out from behind the blackjack table. No, you won't be able to get Philip's wife out from behind the blackjack table. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, I'm. I'll play. I'll play some poker probably, but uh, yeah, the other games don't really interest me. But but my wife's all excited to be be playing blackjack. And how about you, Reese? What do you play? Well, so uh, honestly, guys, I have to be honest. I like do the penny slots. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have those anymore, Reese. That was like that's thing. like twenty years ago. I think uh, they still have them. They have nickels now. They have them. Nickels. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll be playing that um, <laughs> because uh, let's face it, I already lose way too much money on horses. Um, but also, Travis loves blackjack. So, um, and I honestly have just as much enjoyment watching him. And I'm not going to say getting the free drinks is awful, but I really enjoy watching him. He's so good at it and like he's very smart and um, I just really enjoy that. And then if a big sum of money comes, I'll give him a little tap on the shoulder, which means hand it over, brother. Um, <laughs> time to is, cash in. Yeah. Time, well, and I'll just, you know, that seems to be a good way to do it. If I take some money and, um, you know, let him play with some and then we actually have some at the end of the night. Last last time we went to Vegas, uh, I left him with a big pile of money, and he, and I actually went went up. I was tired, and he came in. I was like, "How much did we win?" And he's like, "I lost it all." Lost it all. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Oh no. Easy come, easy go, Reese. Yes. Easy come, easy go. So I will I will try to be that person for both Meredith, Philip, and Travis. I will try to grab. And some that's money. why there's ATM machines every everywhere. corner, everywhere you turn around, and in every room. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> You, Everywhere yeah, you need more, there's always a, there's always an opportunity. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I I went with my family to the last World Cup, and um, it is a blast. So you know you got horses during the day, and then great food and entertainment at night. And um, I think all four of us are really going to enjoy having the time all together and hanging out. And we've got some other non horsey things planned that should be really fun. And you shows. guys are going as media this year. I know. So you I have know, to look this up. Weird. <laughs> I know. Come find <laughs> us for sure. I mean, send us a send us a message on the on the Facebook page, and you know we can get together. We can have you know. There's lots of time for for dinners and and meals and drinks and and that that would be really fun to 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 meet any listeners that want to kind of hook up, meet up, and 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 have a good time. That would be fantastic. We're really looking forward to it. And we have a great show today. Um, Betsy LaBelle, who is a friend of both Philip and mine, 
um, I asked her to do a, um, a preview. So I think everyone will really enjoy the preview. And, and I actually learned a ton uh, during her segment. So uh, we'll get to see all of these writers next week. And uh, we'll do a, a, a lot. It won't be live, <laughs> but uh, we'll do a on-site. Uh, we're going to call in with Glenn and kind of give a report on Thursday and what happened in the Grand Prix. And uh, so we look forward to that. And then we'll have all kinds of news when we get back. So that's the plan for the next uh, two weeks. Well, why don't we go right to Betsy Lavelle now with the Total Saddle Fit Las Vegas World Cup preview. Two of the world's most elite equestrian events will return to Las Vegas in the spring of 2015. Don't miss your chance to see the Longines FEI World Cup Jumping Final and the Reed Acra FEI World Cup Dressage Final at the Thomas & Mack Center April 15th through 19th. The world's top jumping and dressage horses and riders will compete for the prestigious title of FEI World Cup Champion, awarded by the International Equestrian Federation. For tickets and information, visit WorldCupLasVegas.com or call 866-388-FANS. And well, it is my pleasure this evening to have Betsy LaBelle on the program. Betsy's a journalist. She lives in Wellington, and she covers all dressage scoop. Uh, she is a writer for Dressage Headlines and Dressage Today and The Chronicle. She writes and is fantastic. And so, Betsy, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. Well, you have been an awesome sport because I called you this week and I said, Betsy, we need someone to run down all and preview the World Cup that's happening in Vegas next week. So that was sort of what we ended up doing. Yay. Well, I'm really excited to be a part of it. I know. So let's jump right in. Who's our first rider we're going to talk about? Well, our first rider I think we should talk about is Charlotte Dujardin. My favorite. Of course, right? Of favorite. course. Favorite. <laughs> okay. Well, I have a little bit of facts and figures on her, so let me go ahead and let you know that. Her horse, Allegro, is 13 years old. She is the reigning World Cup champion. Um, let's see, they're going to try and beat their world, uh, record that they have now from last year from their freestyle where they got 92.179%. That's a big, but but listen to this. They also in December at another world cup in London at Olympia got a 93.4%. Shoo-wee. So they really, really are strong in their freestyle and, of course, in everything. It's a phenomenal. <laughs> but the other cool thing about Dujardin and Vallegro are they're the only duo in history to hold all four major titles simultaneously. They are currently the Olympic, the World, the European, and the World Cup champion. Wow, I incredible. did not know that. It's yeah. incredible what she's been Ooh. able to do. Um, you know, with her and Vallegro and, you know, from the Olympics to just continuing on. I think they only had one bad show, which was, I think, Aachen last year, where they, didn't, right. yep. they didn't clean up and win and set records. And then in the, at WEG, she just, she just came on, shone like a star. And, and, I mean, I'm really hoping that we get to, we get to actually meet her um, at the show when we, when we visit. I'm going to be starstruck. I, I'm just going to say. <laughs> Well, maybe I'll do all the talking then, right? I'm just going to be like, oh, my God, I can't say anything. I just think she's fantastic. (laughs) She does a great job with Vallegra. And you watch, you just watch them, you know, they're riding. And I want to ride like that when I grow up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. She has brought him along herself and uh, with her trainer, Carl Hester, of course. And uh, 
Yeah. I can't. Yeah, I can't believe we're going to watch. That's. Oh no! I want to see her break the world record. I want a ninety-four. I'm going to be disappointed about <laughs> a ninety-four percent. I'm it just saying. Happen. I know it's going to be so cool. Right. So Betsy, who's our next one? Our next one will be. Uh, I went to the North American League because I. Hey, we live here in the U.S. So that's yeah. us. About these two. Um, Stefan Peters is the next one with his with the 13 year old Legolas 92, um, and Stefan is so calm under pressure. Now, figures about him is he has participated in all three World Cups in Vegas, winning it on Ravel in 2009. Um, he now is has qualified for Vegas. With an 80%, with a couple of 80% in California last month. So he also is in the 80%, and we're really looking forward to seeing what he can do there because he's just phenomenal as well. He's got he really is. cool, yeah. he always has what I think is he has really cool uh, freestyle music, stuff that's a little more up tempo and, and uh, exciting and, and really fun to. I remember with Ravel at, at the World Equestrian Games, just really fun to watch and, and really enjoyable entertainment beyond the beyond the beautiful dressage it's very entertaining so looking forward to yeah. that for sure what's amazing to me about him is that um Legolas is so um high pressured you know it's like a a, a teapot ready to blow to- and somehow Stefan pets the Legolas and and the, the horse just says okay I'll do anything you want it's it's unbelievable yeah, it's really cool to watch them. And, you know, if you ever get to see him warm up, it's interesting because I saw him warm up here at the Festival of Champions a couple years ago, and they do a significant amount of walk. Significant. Yeah. And you think, how does he go from walking for 45 minutes to bam, in the ring? But that is just one of the things that he does with the horse. And he follows his program, and geez, I mean, 80%, it works. It works. So love it. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be cheering yeah, him on amazing. as well. So Yay. who's our next one? Oh, you guys okay, so the next one is Laura Graves with uh, 13-year-old Verdades, or Diddy, is what she likes to call him. <laughs> and um, let's see. There, I would have to say that with Laura, um, their trot half passes are the most extraordinary things that I have ever seen. And she is now adding um, passage half passes um, to that, which are also getting stronger and stronger. So she's also getting 80% down here in Florida. So she's another one that hopefully will be right up there in contention. Oh, she's, uh, okay. the shooting star, right? We've, we've had her on the show star. after World Equestrian Games where she had her, you know, breakout performance and just really fun to talk to. Really, really seems like a very sweet person. And, and uh, we're definitely going to be cheering on that combination. And she, you know, there was a picture on Facebook this week of her wrapping her own horse before a victory yeah. ceremony. And I think that just shows a lot. And in similar with her and Charlotte, she's had this horse his whole life. So she does all the work for him and she's right there with him. And you can really see that in their partnership, which is really cool to watch. So we yeah. are going to be cheering them on for sure. Yeah, she's amazing too as a person how – she just really says, I'm not going to look at anybody. I'm just going to go do this. And I have nothing to lose. So let's just go for it. I mean, she's just a joy to watch. 
She is. She is. So, oh, I can't wait. Our American League, our, our um, sorry, North American League group is going to be fantastic. So, who's our next one? Um, the next one is Lars Peterson. Yay. Um, because, um, hey, you know, they, these guys are, they're Danish, um, but Lars and Nicola, but they're here in North America and Florida. So it's really been fun to get to know um, Lars. And um, let's see, I have some facts and figures on Lars. Um, Lars and uh, Mariette is 17 years old now. And let's see here. This will be their third FBI World Cup final. Uh, or it'll be Lars's third FBI World Cup final. And um, let's see. Last year, he won the Hamburg Derby with Mariette. And then he placed second at the Danish National Championship. They were, they, this year, the second leading money winner at the Adequan Global Dressage Festival Winter Series. And they really proved to be fit and ready for the challenge of Las Vegas. And yeah, I mean, he was winning. He won a significant portion of the freestyles, especially early yeah. on. And, yeah. and then I don't know if he showed it quite as much. He may have backed off the showing a little, but I mean, he showed quite often. And they also have a really complicated freestyle. I mean, it's not an easy freestyle. And uh, he, yeah, it's really good. Um, and, and he and Mariette also, um, I don't know. How, do, Betsy, do you know how long Lars has trained Mariette? Uh, quite a few years. I mean, I, I, I don't, I'd say three years I have watched them. Um, so I would say maybe four years um, or longer. Um, but I would definitely say uh, that they look fantastic. And I mean, I don't know if I should tell you this, but I get to watch them every single morning when I yeah. go out to feed my own horse because I live here on their farm. And it's just, they really look ready and to go to vegas they're really excited awesome yeah we were just saying how lucky you are to be able to watch just such wonderful dressage kind of at your own place at home sort of every day that's that's really a, a beneficial thing so i think we'll have to be cheering him on extra special just because of a little connection there right oh please do i mean really <laughs> the the freestyle i mean he learned it in one night um before one of the competitions that uh global and you just cannot believe the ending to the freestyle i mean she just piaffs and passages and then he does another 10 meter circle and passage and i mean you just think there's no way those legs just go up so high it's just phenomenal to watch the horsemanship and then how much that horse loves him i mean it's just really really fun love it and who's the other danish rider Oh, we have Mikkel Gunderson um, and 14-year-old My Lady. And let's see, they were second last year at Hamburg Derby. And then they came in third behind Lars at the Danish National Championships. And they also went to the World Equestrian Games. And her musical freestyle also is phenomenal because it's to all that jazz. And it fits my lady, like, perfectly. It does. And you can see the mare just loves it and smiles through the whole thing. It's so cool. Yep. Now, wasn't, wasn't uh, Michaela the, the, the money winner at the Global Dressage Festival this year? She was at the very end. Just the very, yeah. very end. <laughs> she overtook Lars. Yep, she beat out Lars just a little bit. 
so it's funny. I, I don't think either of them care. It was just great. And Mikola wanted yeah. to get one more in because she was thinking, I really want to be prepared for the World Cup. So she threw um, uh, my lady in, not, you know, not even, I, I think it was pretty last minute, actually, and then won it and said, I played with the some things just to make sure I'm really prepared. Well, I That's think awesome. now we can talk a little bit about the uh, the qualifiers and you know who have qualified in, in Europe. Some big names coming yeah. over the over the ocean to uh, to compete in America. Who would be next? Okay, so we have the Western European League, and there are nine riders that are coming over from there. And of course, the big one is Edward Gall, and he will be riding 14-year-old son of Pharaoh and Donner Hall, Glocks Undercover. He is also former World and FEI World Cup champion. This will be his third trip to Vegas and his ninth FEI World Cup final. Um, let's see here. He won with Glock Undercovers the team bronze medal at London at the Olympics and also the bronze at the FEI World Equestrian Games last year. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a, a great partnership, and and uh, and I mean we haven't we haven't had the exposure to the Europeans being you know being just finished the Florida season here, and uh, yeah. so I'm really looking forward to seeing you know the Americans compete with the Europeans co- compete with you know uh, everybody all on one stage and and seeing them head to head. So that that should be great yeah. to see Edward, of course, beautiful riding always, and uh, and he's yeah. a showman. I mean, he you yeah. know he is gonna ride really really well because that's just he's i saw him in vegas oh i don't remember how many years ago that was now but um when he was riding ling and oh my lord it was amazing i mean i still remember that ride and get chills i mean it was fantastic so i can't wait to see him ride again because he's he really knows how to prepare yeah i think i saw him on garbaldi actually horse was very very uh, garbaldi very very hot horse and they didn't have a great go at that at that uh, world cup but definitely wonderful riding and and uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I definitely would say that um, listening to people here, they say that the communication between Edward and Undercover is like nothing you've ever seen. The transitions are so perfect; it's phenomenal. That their communication is beyond what you can imagine. So it's pretty cool. 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 Can't wait. Oh, Who's next? <laughs> Who's next? Okay, so Hans-Peter Minderut is next with Glock's Flirt. And this is a fellow Dutch Olympian and World Games team gold medalist. Um, let's see here. They, this will be their first time at the World Cup finals. Um, yeah, I, I haven't it. heard a whole, a whole lot about this, this horse, no. this combination. Me either. Um, it should be exciting well, to see some, you know, something City. kind of new. Yeah, they went to New York City last year, and I believe they got second behind Isabel Vert and El Santo. So they scored really high, like 78% in the freestyle. So I think they're going to be a strong contender also. Cool. Fantastic. Cool. Well, mentioning Isabel, I know she's making the trip over. Which horse will she be riding? Right. Well, she's going to be riding two. She has Don Johnson and El Santo. Cool. And she won. I didn't know she was El riding Santo. too. I That's didn't know cool. that either. Yeah, I didn't know that. I had no idea that they could do that. 
cool. Yeah, I didn't know either, but there, she's going to bring two. And with El Santo, she uh, got an 82% in the musical freestyle at the inaugural New York City uh, dressage show last, I, I think it was hmm, October or November. So yep. she is always a fierce competitor. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. She's, she's a wonderful trainer, obviously, because she's just got, you know, horse after horse after horse at the top, you know. She's always going to be there on Olympic teams, very strong for Germany, and, uh, and, a, and like you said, a fierce competitor, you know, always ready to, uh, to present her horse for, to its best. Yeah, I would say that she could probably, she's the pressure. Like, it's, it's phenomenal to think of her taking the pressure so well. Um, she just goes in there and knocks it out, and it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. She, did, she did win a World Cup in Las Vegas. That's right. She that did. The year that, that I think that's the year I was I was there. And, and which horse uh, was that, Philip? Do you remember? <sighs> oh, it I was know. The, it was a bay horse, oh, I think. <laughs> that's I don't remember it. right at this second, but um, I don't either. I just wondered yeah. if somebody remembered. Yeah, I, I um, no. Oh, she's phenomenal and, and yeah. amazing to watch. Yeah. Amazing. So yeah, I love it. So who's the next one? Okay, so next we have some younger riders, which are really coming up well. Um, Jessica Von Brito Vertel will be riding Uno, Uni Bibi, a uh, 14-year-old by Gribaldi. She's 29 years old, and she will be competing. Uh, well, she won two World Cup qualifiers to prepare for this final. So she's also a super strong contender for you know, uh, up in the rankings in this competition. So she's one to watch also. It's always cool to see, you know, new riders and new combinations and, you know, how they fit into, um, you know, the whole, the big picture of things. And and that'll be really, really great, really wonderful to see. Yep. And then the next one is Fabian Lutkemeyer. She's going to ride 15-year-old D'Agostino. Uh, she is 25-year-old niece of Nadine Kapelman from Germany, uh, and she was also a team gold medalist at the 2014 World Equestrian Games. So she's also another strong up-and-coming rider from Germany. That's super. Yeah, again, we love seeing, I mean, everybody has to go to their first World Cup at some point. So uh, why not do it in Las Vegas? What stays in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Nice. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. And I'm sure they'll be phenomenal to watch. Yay. And another young rider coming up who's also doing fantastic is Morgan Barbican Maestra. She is from Spain and she will be riding Painted Black who was formerly ridden by Anki von Grunsen. She is 23 years old, and she trains with Andreas Haugestad by webcam in Holland. What? No way. Yes. That's really so cool. cool. phenomenal to watch. And, of course, Paint is Black. You know, we've seen him before with Anki, and he's a phenomenal horse. And she competed at the London Olympics and at the World Equestrian Games. And she was the highest-scoring Spanish rider at the World Equestrian Games. So she's also, you know, going to be a pretty strong young rider coming up. Yeah, yeah. I think she's been riding Penny Black for a few years now, three or four years, somewhere around there, and been campaigning him. You see her name, you know, not, not always at the top, top, but, you know, within, you know, the top 10 or so. And, and obviously she's 
you know, doing a good job, and it'll be it'll be good to see that because I'm sure, you know, one day she'll get her hands on on maybe an Olympic gold horse. You know, it was really strong for Spain. Yeah, it's wonderful. And then there's there's four riders. Uh, well, there's two more riders from the European League, the Western European League, coming for the first time from Sweden, and that's Paulinda Freiberg and Malin Hamilton. So those that makes up all the riders from the Western European League. And then there's two riders from Russia who will be Elena Sidneva and Tatiana Dorfiva. Uh, and there is their first Vegas appearance also. And I, wow, I didn't cool. know I didn't know Russia was sending any riders. See yep. all the stuff we get to learn. Yeah, I love this. Gotta, it's gotta be Eastern League. And then there's the Pacific League. Who will be who will be showing from the Pacific League? Yep, and then there's there's two more, and then we have gone through all of them. And this is also wait, one of them has come before. Okay, one of them is these are wild cards. One is from Russia, and one is from Finland. Inessa Merkalova. Uh, this will be her second time at the World uh, at the Las Vegas in at the World Cup, and then the Finnish rider Terry. Stegers, and uh, she's also a wild card from Finland. So that makes up all eighteen. Cool! Wow, that is so cool. I um, you know, again, I can't wait to see them and meet them and see all the horses that are, you know, that are coming and the different. You can see there's such a wide range of horses and experience levels from riders and horses. So I think it's going to be an awesome couple a week next week for sure. Well, we look forward to talking with you soon, Betsy. Thanks so much for your time. All right. You take care. One of the most common and dangerous saddle fit concerns is the restriction of the shoulder's freedom to move. Some saddles slide over the shoulder blade while riding. Some permanently rest on the top of the shoulders and some pinch behind the shoulders, which inhibits full movement and leads to soreness and poor conformation. Short of buying an entirely new saddle, what can you do to give your horse the comfort to freely move his shoulders and perform at his highest potential? The saddle fit solution you have been waiting for is finally here. TotalSaddleFit.com is proud to introduce the shoulder relief girth. This strategically shaped girth actually moves the girth line of your saddle back over one inch, thereby freeing your horse's shoulders from the saddle. Traditional girths pull saddles up against a horse's shoulders and often over the top of the shoulders. The shoulder relief girth's recessed ends allow for the billets to buckle into the girth farther back to give your horse unparalleled freedom of motion. An added bonus to the shoulder relief girth's unique design is the elbow comfort feature. The recessed ends designed for saddle fit now relieve pressure for elbow comfort as well. Similar girths can be purchased for over $275. But thanks to the enormous popularity of the shoulder relief girth, we are able to offer them for only $124.95. We are so certain that your saddle will fit better and your horse will be more comfortable that for a limited time we are offering a 30-day, 110% money-back guarantee. If you are not totally satisfied with your shoulder relief girth, Send it back for a full refund plus 10% of the purchase price. Don't wait. Order now for the best saddle fit solution available. 
Coming up next, guys, we have part three in our Worming 101 series with by Mida D. Wormers. And we, we are uh, taking a look at this every month with their doctor over there. And it's been very informative and very interesting. And it's something we all have to worry about as spring is coming on now. So let's take a listen. Well, I'm back here with Dr. Ellison, and we are talking about deworming. He is the Director of Technical Services at Biomedia Incorporated. Dr. Ellison, today we're going to talk about fecal testing and some of the lesser-known equine parasites. We touched on fecal testing last month, and I want to get into more detail about that this month. So fecal testing is, is really a multi-part process, isn't it? It really is. It really is. And, you know, um, as helpful as fecal testing is, and it really is helpful in, in telling us about most of the major parasites, it's not going to tell us about all of them. For instance, if a horse has bots, which is nothing more than an intermediate form of a fly, uh, which does not lay an egg, so you're not going to see anything in a fecal test that would indicate those. Pinworms, on the other hand, um, deposit their eggs on the skin of the horse near the tail. Uh, so we're not going to, you know, we're not going to pick up pinworm eggs on a fecal test, and of course, uh, tapeworm eggs are very difficult to pick up on fecal testing. Uh, less than three uh, percent are going to be picked up in a fecal test. So uh, there are still some parasites we need to be concerned about, even if our uh, parasite profile, if you will, looks okay from our fecal test. And uh, and I know summer sores is one, too, because we have a horse uh, right here and, and have a big problem with that in Florida. It's something we see all the time, a summer sores. Explain the summer sore. Uh, Other than I think they're just it's, gross, but uh, you can... Well, <laughs> they really are a lot of granulation <laughs> tissue, usually. Um, and what causes that is that's two different lesser-known worms called Drosia and Habernina, which are stomach worms, uh, and... Their eggs will hatch, and the larva will be spread by flies uh, that are feeding on a sore. Typically, those flies are going to feed around the mouth and nostrils of the horse, and that's how the life cycle is completed. But occasionally, if those flies are feeding on a, on a fresh cut or on a sore, the larva will be uh, left off, if you will, or deposited, and then they'll crawl into that sore. And now we've got live larva living in that sore, and that's why... It has a tendency to not want to heal, and we get a lot of granulation tissue. So, uh, and ivermectin is uh, actually uh, it has the superior uh, label claim for uh, for treating summer sores. Very effective in in killing those larvae. I was going to ask you that. Uh, so, ivermectin is the one for that. Yeah, absolutely right. So, a product like uh, ivermectin or Equimax uh, would be very helpful, uh, both for bots and for summer sores. Now, as far getting back to the fecal testing, so you do the fecal test. Does that, when that comes back, will that tell me what dewormer I should be using? Because we we have already talked about the different classes of dewormers. Will it actually tell no. me, or will my vet tell me that okay, you've got this problem, this problem, this problem, and uh, this is what you should use, and, and you know you should use it this often or whatever? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. The fecal test is going to give you a place to start. But, um, you know, as we've discussed previously, uh, with resistance issues that are out there, and, you know, an important thing for your listeners to remember is that resistance uh, against dewormers by parasites is not a regional situation. It's not a uh, geographic situation. It's usually a farm or ranch situation based on what products have been used previously uh, on, on that place. And like we talked about before, we can do 
fecal egg count reduction testing uh, at the time that we deworm and then repeat it two weeks later and look for that 90% reduction in parasite load. Uh, and if we see that, then we're okay. We can continue using that active, uh, active uh, product. If we don't see 90% or greater reduction, then we need to switch to a different uh, active ingredient group. Do we ever get to 100%? Sure, yeah. Yeah, for instance, uh, Equimax uh, has a label claim for 100% control of tapeworms uh, in horses. So, yes, there there are some of the parasites that we are 100% effective against. Okay. That's terrific to know. And, of course, you can find out all about all the different products that uh, Bimeda has, and you go to their website, bimedaequine.com. That's B-I-M-E-D-A, equine.com. Uh, Equimax, uh, Bimectin, uh, Exodus, Exodus Multidose, Equil, uh, just, just a whole bunch of different ones on there. And the nice part about this website is you can go on there and you can find out what all of them are for. Uh, there's also a ton of information on deworming plans, fecal tests, a lot more about fecal testing than we had time to talk about today, uh, resistance, and then all the different kinds of parasites that you, you can find as well, uh, some of which we, we just uh, touched on. So go to buymediaequine.com and be sure to check out the Did You Know by Dr. Dave section because uh, Dr. Dave here answers all kinds of questions uh, on that subject, a little more detail than we can get into here. That's at buymediaequine.com. Well, this next interview is great. It's the re- about the Retired Racehorse Project that's happening here in Lexington in the fall. And Julie Hall is a, a trainer from Michigan, and I am actually helping her with one of the horses uh, to get ready for this competition. So I hope you le- enjoy learning about Julie. Yeah, it is my pleasure this evening to have Julie Hall, who lives in Lexington, Kentucky, and she works for Haggard Davis and McGee Equine Hospital. And Julie is working on a very big project for the Retired Racehorse Program. And uh, Julie, you and I are doing this together. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's going to be a lot of fun. It is. So, Julie, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then let's talk a little bit about what the Retired Racehorse Project is. Okay, no problem. I moved here to Lexington about nine years ago from um, Toledo, Ohio. When I was there, I was a professional rider and trainer for about 20 years. Um, Then I eventually made my way this way, retired. I had sponsors in Michigan. So I got here and I started working for the Haggard Equine Medical Institute. Um, It's the clinic right across the street from the horse park. I work in the medicine department, so I work with very sick, critical horses, as well as the NICU department, which is the very sick babies, newborns. Um, And at the same time, I still kept up part-time with my teaching, so I have a very small handful of people that I still work with. Um, I mostly specialize in jumpers and um, low-level eventing, and um, that's what I've been doing, but I love my job. I love doing teaching part-time. I love it. So tell yeah. us about the Retired Racehorse Project. What is, what is it? The Retired Racehorse Project is for, for people to go out and get involved and start, um, you know, purchase a racehorse that's been retired off the track. It's, you know, they're, they're, they're still very useful. They retire young. It just needs a little downtime to, to chill out for a couple months, and then they can be retrained to do some other sport horse kind of event. Um, you know, and we just need to push it to get people out there to purchase them because they're, they're, they're great animals. 
Um, you know, they're very athletic. You know, they're willing to be retrained. They just need people to go out there and take a chance on them. And, and so what this these, project... Yeah, yeah no, I was, I was just going to jump in and say sometimes these horses aren't that expensive. You know, you, no, they're, you they're can, reasonable. You know, yes. they just want people to find a good home for them. And then right. they have well, all these organizations... The typical price. What what kind of price point are we talking about? Oh, you Let's can go anywhere from you can go anywhere from free to a thousand bucks. I mean, yeah. you maybe, know, that's maybe, reasonable. Yeah, I maybe, mean, yeah, it depends. You know, again, just yeah. like any horse, but yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. they're they're yeah, they're fantastic. you know, and it's just and they got all these organizations out there, you know, like Canter and New Vocations to try to encourage people. You know, come look at these horses. Come, you know, come see these horses. You know, and they try to you know, and try them out. They get them off the track. They get them their downtime. And, you know, and they're, it's a great organization to go to them to get those horses. And I um, and that's how I got my horse to start the project is going through no vocation. So, so typ- typically they're three years old. Is that correct? Three, four? No, it could be any age. You know, my horse that I have is four years old. I mean, and in order, you know, they could be five, six, seven, eight, nine years old. Sometimes you get a 10 year old. It's been on the track for five years. You know, so it's it's really you really can't clarify what age. Okay. Um, they can be any age. So um, you know, you get the older ones and you get the young ones. So, so Julie, tell us about the retired racehorse project. What what is the program? So the program is it's um, it's it's just to help people to you know to to understand that to to get the thoroughbred, it can be retrained, that they can be used as a sport horse, and they can be used for anything. Um, you know, and just to encourage people to go out there and get thoroughbreds, you know, that, so, and, you know, instead of being, they think of them as racehorses only, but they can be retrained and they can be done to, to different disciplines in the horse world. So the, the project is, it's kind of, it started January 15th, right? Yes. What it is, is that, um, a horse, a horse has to be race training after January of 2013. And, then the then what they how did I get put my thought process together here, and then they they can basically the entry is in January fifteenth of this year the entry to enter this but they have to have been racing prior to January of two thousand and thirteen, and the entry is January fifteenth and you have nine months to train this horse to the big event in October, and when they come off the track. They should have no other than 15 maximum rides on them other than non-racing rides. So, um, you know, they've only had to been off the track for so long with so many rides on them before it, it, to them to be eligible for this program. So they basically have to be still in that racehorse mode, and you got to be able to retrain them in a new discipline, and then you show them off in October is basically what it is. And they got to have their jockey club tattoo to prove that they, they are they raced on the track. And, um, then you kind of have to do eight, I'm basically doing eight months cause I didn't get my horse until February, but then you have nine months to basically train your horse, the discipline of your choice, and then show them off in October. And then and do in they, October, do a, is this, is this a competition? Like, will they pick like, yeah, it is a, a competition winner, like and yeah. And what it is, is they have all kinds of disciplines. I mean, they're going to have Western, they're going to have polo, they're going to have, um, hunter, jumper, eventing, dressage. Um, I think, uh, you know, they're still trying to work out how many other disciplines they're having. So, you know, it's not just one specific thing. It's all disciplines of, you know, Western and English. And then they, then in October, 
like on a Saturday, everybody competes in their chosen discipline. And from that chosen discipline on Sunday, the winner from each discipline compete against each other so they can show off what they have done with the horse. And then, then you'll get the, what they call the title, the America's most wanted thoroughbred. So Love that's it. the crowning point of that point. And, and on money. that day, on Sunday, right. yeah, you got in hand, you'll do an in hand, you'll do a flat work, and then you show off your horse for that final, yeah, for the final on Sunday. And it's $100,000 of uh, money and prizes distributed among, among all the disciplines for that weekend. And, of course, the Holy grand prize, moly. which nobody knows I what it know. is, will be on Sunday. So, um, what, so what far, am they I have. Doing training dressage horses. I'm going to go over to Thoroughbreds. <laughs> Philip, well, there's still time. We can get you a horse, man. Well, what's interesting is, yeah, is, if you go to cool. the website, you know, and the website still has, you know, get your entry in because, you know, they expected only like 100 entries. And they've had 330 entries. And the mm. close-off wow. point was Jan- June 1st. And they had to close it because they've had so many entries. Many. And there is oh, a waiting next list. year, Philip. We'll have to do it next yeah, year. Yeah, next year. There is a well, way. I mean, this is so. this is a project near and dear to my heart because I've, you know, like when I was young, that's basically what we were able to afford. And I've definitely, I, I mean, I've trained a number of thoroughbreds straight off the track. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. Thoroughbreds are my they're, favorite. They're, they're, they're my favorite breed to work with. Yeah. yeah, yes, they're my favorite. And that weekend, you know, they're turning it into a real big shindig. You know, seminars, demonstrations. There's going to be a sponsor fair. There's going to be and what you can do if people want to sell their horses, you know, you right. know, to somebody up until that event, they're going to have a marketplace for them to sell their horses as well. And they're going to have a booklet, booklet together where they can go through it and see the horses that are competing that are for sale. So, um, oh, yeah, so they try to, yeah, they try to hit all the, 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 you know, the points is, you know, to get the thoroughbreds out there and get them sold and go on to their new future, you know, new, new disciplines. So, so, Julie, so tell us about Monopolize, your horse. You call him Mo. Oh, yeah, Monopolize. Yes, I call him Mo. Um, I got him in February from New Vocations, and I kind of saw his picture out there. He kind of, his picture kept showing up on Facebook because he's a really good-looking looking thoroughbred. He's by um, Bernadine, um, Bernadine and Jeremiah Rain. Um, he's four years old. He raced only four times. Um, he's a state. He placed third in the stakes race, which was his last race, and he was retired in um, September because he had sore suspensories. So he's been sitting for a while, and new vocations took him, and they've had him. He's been gelded, and um, but like I said, his picture is kind of showing up on Facebook, and I'm like, hmm, this guy's really nice looking. So I finally talked to. Um, you know, so that's how we got him, and we had to go look for him, which is another story and how we got involved with it because it, it is a. It is a, um, I have a couple other people involved in doing this with me. I have Ad Haggard Equine uh, Medical Institute who's sponsoring me. And then Chad, Chad Mandel and his wife Angie um, own the horse. And then I'm training it and competing it in this, in this um, program. And we all went to look at the horse and we liked what we saw. Um, he's, he's about 16 hands. He's, he's very flashy. He's got a real good brain. Um, he's got a good work ethic for his age. He tries really hard, um, so we've been kind of working with him and getting him going and taking lessons from you, Reese, and working our butts off. I know. Off. I'm on TV. Oh, my TV God. Been, I wish I was good yesterday. I was exhausted was when I left your place. <laughs> <laughs> I had a big lesson I was, yesterday. I learned a lot of yeah, stuff. We, 
Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, he got the day off today because he was exhausted. <laughs> He's back to work Poor tomorrow. Man. But um, anyways, Haggard is the ones that approached me. I, you know, I to be totally honest, I didn't even hear of this program. And Dr. Rhonda Redgaber, who is a vet, vet here, called me out of the blue. I was working. Um, in fact, I was in the I, an ICU department, and she called and said, Julie, you know, she told me all about this program, and, you know, Haggards would like to get involved. We would like you to do it. I'm like, what? Are you kidding? Let me think about this, because I was kind of taken back. So she gave me a couple days, and then I approached her, and I said, you know, I'm really interested in doing this, but I, you know, I personally can't afford to pick up the other half, can I ask where I teach at, where I keep my the core of my couple of my students at the farm? It's called Heritage Farm in Georgetown, Kentucky. Can I get him involved? And she says, absolutely. So Chad got involved. He owns the horse. Haggard sponsors, and I train. So it's it's a big team effort that what we're working group. on this. Yeah, really. Yeah, it really is an awesome like group. A, a fun yeah, it's thing an awesome group. Yeah, and so, to top it off, I have some of the best sport horse people in the world taking care of my horse you know yeah, no kidding <laughs> yeah no he's kidding. been ultrasounded to make sure his legs were good to go and he's he's good to go he's clean he's sound you know he's you know so you can't ask for anything more you know so i, I so got what's, what's behind the, me. sorry what's the future for this horse once this you know once you finish your summer well the this- idea is that he will be for sale um you know he will be put in the booklet and be um you know in, in october for the marketplace you know chad's yeah. idea is to get him going and to be sold in october so and of course he'll he'll go to a great home and take somebody along and hopefully advance further on so that awesome. that would be the plan for mo so love it yeah so, um, yeah the website is retired racehorseproject.org yeah. yep yep Great. And you get up and you have all kinds of information and every rider or trainer has a blog. And, oh, fantastic. Uh, yeah, I have a blog too. And um, you just, you know, I hit it like every other week and you just put down your info with some pictures and say, hey, what's going on and how things are going. Well, so we can't pretty wait. popular. Yeah. Yeah, we can't wait, Julie, to keep an eye on you guys. And um, we will follow up with you at the end of October and see how Mo's training went. Awesome. That sounds perfect. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Julie. All right, you bet. Talk to you guys later. Hello, folks. Uncle Jimmy here, and welcome to the world of Uncle Jimmy brand products, where funny names mean serious products. Featuring Uncle Jimmy Squeezy Buns, the squeezably soft hand treat that your horse will love, the award-winning Uncle Jimmy's Hangin' Balls, Uncle Jimmy's Sugar-Free Ball, the incredible Licky Thing, also in Sugar-Free, the amazing Uncle Jimmy's Pecker Wrecker, and the Big Licky. The infamous Uncle Jimmy Hangin' Ball was first designed by me for my own horses to help reduce the bad habits which come from stall boredom. It now can be found around the world. This nutritious flavored filled boredom buster will help keep your horses occupied and happy around the clock. Properly hung, it will last for weeks, provided you don't let your horse pin it and Uncle Jimmy knows who you are. The ball comes in four flavors, apple, carrot, peppermint, molasses, and now sugar-free. Once again, welcome to the world of Uncle Jimmy's brand products, where funny names mean serious products, and satisfaction is 100% guaranteed. Well, this uh, challenge was started by Stuart Pittman, 
and an inventor. And he uh, he started it years ago because in you know, obviously in eventing, uh, thoroughbreds are used in eventing and have been for years. And then they kind of got away from them a little bit. And now they're going back to thoroughbreds and away from warm bloods again in eventing. There's going to be 29 thoroughbreds at Rolex at the end of the month. Out of the 80 horses that are there, a third of them are thoroughbreds, full thoroughbreds. So, uh, you know, it, there is this resurgence going back to thoroughbreds because of their athleticism, and, uh, and they even do dressage. So, they yeah, do. lots of brains. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a big brain. Sometimes they're too smart. Yeah. I mean, that's what gets yeah. them in trouble sometimes. Sometimes it's but, good, sometimes it's bad. You just yeah. have to, you have to have uh, your own thinking cap on every day with a thoroughbred. That's, and that's what I, I really enjoy that because, you know, it, it keeps you interested as well as the horse you, you know you got to be doing a bunch of different things and they're great for cross training they do everything pretty well and uh yeah i think there's there's spe- a lot of special thoroughbreds out there yeah there are and philip you're so funny you're like wait we're getting into that next year so yeah we're doing it you never know what reese and philip will get into <laughs> but uh yeah, we may have to have to have a horse radio network glenn horse oh yeah maybe we'll have, have to sponsor a thoroughbred you know we've adopted a ton of them over our lives jennifer's only ever ridden thoroughbreds in competition so we've had a lot of them and some were you know some were uh interesting yeah (laughs) and some were just delightful i mean just like any other horse and any other breed i mean that's right they're the same as any other horse that way (laughs) i own a crazy hackney pony so what do i I have to say i own a spoiled brat horse that i bred so you know it's all all relative you know (laughs) (laughs) so no it's good and and i also work with a lot of thoroughbreds obviously here in lexington so i just think it's it's fun and um there are lots of organizations here and if you ever need any help with uh, getting to some of those, I'm happy to to point you in that direction because they really are amazing horses and, and do a, do a wonderful job. So, well, cool. I think that's about it for today's show, guys. I know. Well, we will have a great report next week from Las Vegas. And uh, if anybody has an email or Facebook shout out uh, on something Philip and I with our spouses should do in Vegas, let us know. Uh, we would we would welcome some yeah, recommendations and we'll give you a report on how it went. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Would well, be everybody, cool. you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on t- Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. You can find me at philipparksequestrian.com and my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week for allowing us to put on a great show. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back and we'll talk to you next week.